J right in your face. Welcome back to episode 13 of The Fadeaway. It's your host, Fatty, alongside me today. How you doing, Iggy Azadia? What's going on? <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm running out of names, man. I'm running bad, out of names. Man. We're on episode 13. You've got a... You got a while more to go. Yeah, man. I honestly, it's been. It feels weird because we missed a week. We usually, uh, week, yes. we usually release on the weeks, but uh, it was uh, a bit of a slow time and a hectic time in our lives as well yeah. last weekend. So yeah, we had to take a bit of a break. But we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We missed you. I know you missed us as well. Uh, so um, crazy, crazy things that I guess have happened in the last couple of weeks. But nothing more notable than our boy LeBron James not qualifying for the playoffs. But actually, wait, hold on. Before we get into that. How's your uh, league, your mid uh, midweek basketball league going? The the corporate league. Corporate league. You want to tell our listeners what uh, what you guys did this week? So uh, okay, I'll, I'll talk from the beginning. Team uh, team RSM RSM Canada. Um, we played against Procter. Did they pay for that that sponsor? No, they did pay for my <laughs> my 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 registration. So I'll give them that. Fair. We faced Procter and Gamble first first week. So there's two there's two divisions. Yeah, and it's called Bay Street Hoops. So actually, it's actually a good league. Yeah. Um, did you clean them out? No, oh my goodness! <laughs> we're, we're, there's two divisions. We're in Division Two. I think it's because we're a new team. They don't know who we are, which is fine. Because I'm very comfortable with staying in Division Two and winning, right. divi- and winning Division Two. Right. We faced our first game against Division One Procter and Gamble, and we got slapped wow. by twenty. Slapped like wow. it wasn't even like it was. It was not even fun. But um, after that slap, uh, I think we learned how to play together, and we started playing more. Uh, we played two Division Two teams in a row. Hmm. You guys got it together quicker than the Lakers. I mean, we're more talented than the Lakers, to be honest. So, <laughs> but we faced Google and we beat them on Monday, and we faced Amazon on Tuesday and we beat them. I'm telling you, we're ready to go public. We're ready. You know, <laughs> we, we are ready, bro. We, when, when's that IPO? When's it's coming that, out soon, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> Wait on it. But uh, I mean, after a t- after a firm beats Google and Amazon, I'd invest. Yeah, yeah. I'd invest, and that, that, that yeah. that's some good culture there, right? But uh, but it's fun, man. It's fun to go and play play with uh, your coworkers, and then. Uh, I actually almost got into a little uh, scuffle. A little scuffle. Uh, man, some some guy made a dirty play on me, man, and I wasn't oh, having it. And then it's funny. One of my teammates, he's like, uh, he's one of my one of my coworkers. We work in the same team. He's like, uh, hey, bro, it's not worth it, man. It's good, it's corporate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, you know. I thought, I'm like, man, was I doing something wrong? I was like, no, he deserved. Uh, yeah, he deserved to you know, to you know let him know a little bit. Yeah. that uh, what he did was dirty. But anyways, yeah, but it's good. We got another game this week. I don't know against two, but I'll update you next week. And then cool. if we win three in a row, then I think we're gonna win D two. I'm cool. excited. Yeah, I played around a corporate ball last uh, in my last job, but uh, I don't think we signed up in a corporate league. We were playing in the rec league in Mississauga, <laughs> and not a good idea when everyone's trying to get. Uh, There's some good talent, in Mississauga get, man. Get court court time. So, uh, but yeah, back to uh, I guess the the reason why we're all here: the NBA, NBA basketball. LeBron and his Lakers. Not only did they just get disqualified. They got disqualified at the hands of one D'Angelo Russell oh, in boy. Los Angeles. Yes. Like this could not have been. I think if the Brooklyn Nets get swept first round, doesn't matter. It does not matter because they have had and D'Angelo has had such a great season. Like we're gonna talk about him shortly, but man, like it's just incredible and it's kind of weird. I was looking at this this uh, picture. It was like things have changed since the last time LeBron 
didn't make the playoffs. Yes, I saw so that. Since since that, I think Drake hadn't released a single song. Yeah, no beard either. It was something like Fifty Cent's uh, "In the Club" was like the number one song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it's time. different times. That, I swear he skipped a generation. It was like, like Steve that's Jobs. Like Steve ago. Jobs in that picture, just like starting Apple or something like that, or I don't know what he was doing. Oh that, yeah, yeah. Like Apple hadn't I, released a product. Yeah, or his iPhone was just just releasing. Yeah. Like yeah. this is, it's been time. 2005, I think it was. Yes. Yeah, 2004. Yes. Very, very strange. Wow. It's going to be a weird playoff because... No LeBron. Firstly, someone new from the East is going to make it in the finals, and I think that's very exciting. But yes. the West looks super competitive. I'm just... Even if, even if Golden State... I think this is the one year where you can actually credit Golden State because the West is so stacked. Yeah. And there's so many good teams that are built to compete with Golden State. That man is gonna be a it's gonna be a battle. I don't think they're gonna have a cakewalk through the West like the. It won't East. be sweeps. It won't be just straight sweeps yeah. all the time. Now, but interesting. I, I am kind of a little bit upset about something. I know that your boy D'Angelo is kind of My killing. Boy. It. You know, knocked out the Lakers last 44 night. Forty-four points earlier this week and knocked knocking out the Lakers. Like he's having a magical season. Twenty-seven. I think it was in the fourth quarter. Was it? Yes. He, yes. Yeah, yeah, on the, the forty-four point game. Yes. Incredible, right? And he's he's ice in his veins, but. The thing that's kind of starting to piss me off is everyone's like, oh, well, is he starting to be the MIP, the most improved player over Pascal Siakam? Of course he is. No way, man. Of course he is. I, I Why wouldn't he him. be? Because we'll get into that, but there's absolutely no chance. And I think Siakam heard that. And against the, the Thunder, he had 33 and 13. He's great, but he's not uh, And then 25 again against him on the Friday. So... Uh, Siakam's listening, and I think uh, he's a little bit upset. But I need your award, explanation. Man. Why do you think D'Angelo's the most improved over Pascal Siakam? Listen, there was a benchmark set last year. Everything in this league is set by benchmark. You know, MVP last year. Okay, when you when you choose the next MVP, you compare them to the MVP last year, so on and so forth for whatever important award there is. Even though MIP, if I was a player, I wouldn't want to win that award. Cause it just Why means, not? Means, CJ McCollum won it. Great. He's yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's good, man. He's an all star, right? Yeah. No, he's not. So that actually helps my point. Thank you very much for that. You, you set a benchmark last year with Victor Oladipo. Oladipo got traded, similarly to D'Angelo Russell. Oladipo, what he wasn't a no name player. You know, obviously he was highly kind of anticipated coming out of out of college and whatever. Right. Right. Same with D'Angelo Russell. Both teams trade them away, and then they have stellar seasons. I think DeAndre Russell, this is his second season after the, the midseason trade, I think it was. Uh, all of, obviously, Old Depot's last year was right after the trade. He had a stellar season. So they both have stellar seasons. They both have all-star seasons, and they also both lead their teams. They're the leader on the team. When you look at who's the face of the franchise for the Nets, it's Russell. Look at the face of the franchise for the, uh, the Pacers. Obviously, when Old Depot was playing and won, won that year, yeah. it was Victor. So... You know, obviously, the stats for when you compare Pascal and when you compare DeAndre Russell, obviously, the improvement is bigger with Pascal because, first of all, Pascal's role was way lesser last year. Yeah. And that's obviously, you know, that's part of the whole MIP thing. His role increased, so did DeAndre Russell's role it increased as well. So, Russell went from last year, he went from 15 to 20 points, 50.5 to 20.7. So, he became a mid, you know, decent st- scorer to a 20-plus scorer. His assists went from 5.2 to 6.9. So... Numbers are improving. Leadership is improving. Leading a team to the playoffs is a huge thing as well. Brooklyn had to make the playoffs in the last however many seasons, right? So you bring a guy in who changes the franchise, who becomes the face of the franchise, becomes an all-star player. Like, how can you not give him the most improved player? Just because he wasn't absolutely terrible before. He still wasn't that great, right? And now he's an all-star. How can you not give it to him? Well, he's only an all-star because of injury. Still an all-star. Don't forget that. Still an all-star. Pascal didn't get it. 
Why not Pascal get it? And he should. You know he should have. Debatable. No, you can debate that debatable. for sure. Of course, it's not debatable. Bro. He should have got him one hundred percent. We got Lowry and Kawhi ahead of him. Lowry's not an All Star, but that's who we got. That's who they voted in. So you can't. Brooklyn was sixth place, fifth place at, yeah. at that time. You have so to. I'm gonna, in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit you with some numbers here yeah, because. Go. Yeah, you're right. Uh, D'Angelo's role did increase as did Pascal's. Yeah. D'Angelo went from 25 to 31 minutes a game, so about a five, six minute increase. How about Pascal's? 20 to 31. Okay, that's so that's 10, double. That's, du- that's double the role that he got. Yeah, absolutely. He went from seven points a game to sixteen and eight. He's a third option now, man. Yeah, he's yeah. a third option. He's killing. It. Like for me, I always think back to Russ Russell being a second overall OSU highly drafted. Like he was, he was talented, man. Everybody knew he was talented. That's fine. Coming out of the league, I, I don't think he got a fair run in in LA. No, but he played last year. He had fifteen points a game. Then he got twenty this year, which is impressive, but. 15 points for a young player starting on Brooklyn. I don't think that's a bad style. Like, I don't think he was, I don't think he was bad for him to improve this year, but we're talking about a guy who went from seven a game to being a game changer. And I think if you actually take out the first two months of Pascal's season, he's easily averaging over 20 points a game. That's part of the season though. Right? No, I I understand that. I understand that. But I think that like, man, seven points a game. And then he picked up the game of basketball at age 16, 17. He was a grown man. Not a grown man, but a, a, definitely a grown young man. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not developing like D'Angelo Russell grew up here, went to played basketball his whole life, went to a highly you know yeah. reputable school, had good training, good coaches. I, like I'm not taking from Angelo D'Angelo because yeah. we always talk about what he's doing. We're, it's actually incredible. Not taking from either of them. It, yeah, it, it, no, I agree. Just, yeah, I just right. when I look at the the past story and then obviously last season to this season, like. Pascal's more than doubled his points total mm-hmm. from 7 to 16. So it's just, do I think he's going to win it? No, I think. I think Pascal's going to win it, to be honest. I think Pascal's going to win it. It's a storyline. And then Brooklyn not supposed to make the playoffs. And then, like, when you think the Raptors this year, to the, anybody outside of Toronto, you don't think of Pascal. You think of Kawhi. Yeah. So yeah. to the NBA yeah. in terms of storyline and what's going to be more fan favorite, I think D'Angelo Russell's going to get it because he's closing games. Oh, he's, ice, he's stealing the deal. Ice, like ice. Uh, he's playing like a veteran. He's playing like a leader, and I think it's really come a long way from you know his rumors of being a snitch on yeah, the Lakers, Snapchatting, and, and the, yeah, the issues there. So I'm happy for the guy, but my pick, I have to go with Pascal. Man, like Pascal's transformation is is bar none in my opinion. Let me tell you a couple of the the, the last few MIP winners. So we got Victor Oladipo, Giannis. Uh, I think who probably became an All Star that season, just like D'Angelo did. You've got C.J. McCollum. I don't think he's ever been an All-Star, but he won in 15-16. Jimmy Butler in 14-15 became an All-Star that season. Goran Dragic, uh, 13-14, became the face of the franchise that season for like a year. Paul George, 12-13, became an All-Star and, yeah. a franchise, and the franchise player that season. So the way the, the bar is set, it looks like, like for me, like D'Angelo deserves it. They both, they both deserve it, but D'Angelo for me deserves it just because like, it's not easy to lead a team. And you obviously see that with all the Kyrie issues and everything. But it might be easier to lead a team that has no expectations than it is to play for a team that has expectations. Maybe, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I, like I, nobody I see where you expected come from anything from Brooklyn. Like anything Brooklyn makes over, like I think Brooklyn had they gone lottery this year, nobody would have said anything about. Of course them. not. Yeah. So everything that they achieve now is a bonus. We just talked about them. They get swept in the first round. It's still a win. 
You made the playoffs. But like, same time, no, is... nobody expects anything from Pascal this season, other than the Raptors organization. I don't know other, about that. But other people, but beyond the Raptors organization, Pascal's played for a contract right now, man. That's what he's doing right now. Obviously, you're gonna play. Well, you know, he actually came on and said it. I know he, he deserves a raise. raise. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He, and he does. He does deserve one. And you're gonna see. I think. I don't think he's a free agent this year. I think maybe it's next year. That's gonna be the year. I don't care what we do. I think Pascal should get locked down. Everyone, yeah, absolutely. And literally absolutely. everybody in the NBA circle Knows is him. saying this yes. guy is a potential superstar. Yeah, yeah. What he's been able to do in his athleticism and his effort and improvement is just incredible. He's, he's, I don't know. He's just, and it kind of shows like how good the D League team has been. The 905 yeah. team. And I was, I was talking about this with somebody the other day and I was telling him like what the, he asked me what the hell the D League was. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is what happens, and you see like guys like now like Pascal and Freddie, Delon Wright was even pretty solid like, yeah. coming out of there when he was here. Boucher, like you see like how much our development, uh, our, our development, how much that actually helped the Raptors, and it's like, and I think now especially after this after this like run that we, the Raptors have right now, yeah, it's gonna be a whole new team. Lowry's yeah, gonna yeah. be gone. Gasol will leave after a year or two. I won't sign him again. It's just gonna be like young talent. Yeah, and we have to start over great. again. It'll be good. So earlier this week. So I don't know if you guys watch the uh, Get Up. Get Up. The it's with uh, Jalen Rose and uh, Greeny. Greeny. I don't know. I don't know what's his first name. Uh, I think it's either Adam or something. Greenberg. Yeah, uh, something like maybe that. Maybe something. Whatever. Like that, yeah. Greeny was interviewing Kobe Bryant earlier this week, and I'm just gonna play a portion of the interview here for our listeners, and we're gonna digest uh, what he said a little bit. How important is that to you? The way people perceive you relative to. Michael Jordan, yeah. Larry Bird, you know, LeBron James. It's hard for people to believe, but I really don't care. You no, know, like I've I've moved on. You know, so like you have a career, you do the best you can with the 20 years I was very fortunate to play, and then you shelf it. You're done. You move on to the next thing. So now I'm focused on these next 20 years, and so those debates are entertaining. I'm sure, and you know, it's uh, fun for people to engage on those, engage in those. But for me personally, it doesn't matter. How did Greeny get a job for 30 years debating about who's better, Kobe, LeBron, Magic, Larry? Yeah, How think, did this guy get this job? I think Greeny spent the first 27 of that 30 years tweeting because I've literally <laughs> never heard of this guy before. I'm so upset he has this job, bro. I want this job, yeah. man. It, it, I, love, I love both sides of this because I always feel like Kobe's a walking Dr. Seuss book. Like, <laughs> he, he tries to be. He tries to be so poetic. and I You know, it, I spent uh, my first 20 years in the league and then... You know, boom, shelf, shelf it, shelf it, top shelf, top <laughs> cheese. Top cheese. <laughs> oh, all right, Kobe. But uh, yeah, it's uh, no, it's funny because Greeny was like begging him for a controversial answer. He's like, so kept asking. You're telling me that when you hear about you know LeBron being better than you, you don't care at all, at all. <laughs> Kobe's like, yeah, you know what? I shelved that yeah. concern a couple decades ago. I'm focused on the next two decades. I'm Kobe Bryant. But, uh, yeah, so do you buy any of this? Because I am not buying what the Beanaz is selling. Uh, the Beanaz. <laughs> I'm, I'm half and half, man. And like Kobe, I think Kobe has, not not that he doesn't care. I think he's let go of the MJ debate because I don't think you can't, you, like, he's realized I played my 20 years. I've done my time. It's a guy who I've never played against, so there's no, like, concrete yeah. evidence yeah. that MJ is better than jo- uh, than Kobe. Obviously, you know what I mean? Obviously, that's what he thinks, I think. I think... Though the LeBron Kobe debate he cares about because he played against LeBron, and I think it's much different. LeBron also has less rings than him, so and I yeah, know Kobe values rings right. a lot. It's a winnable debate that he can he can argue. Obviously, um, I, I just think that because they played, they, he overlapped, they overlapped eras, and I think that's what he cares about the most. At least being the best player in my era, nobody can 
even touch me in my era. Yeah. Nobody against me could have ever guarded me. Nobody against me could have ever put up whatever, 50 points on me, whatever it was. So I think he cares about that one. And, and when he says he doesn't care, I think he's lying. Um, because Kobe, all, sometimes he'll put stuff out in the media or like Twitter and whatever to kind of hint at that. The godfather. That he's Yeah, he's, he's the GOAT. You know what I mean? So I think he definitely cares about that that debate and where he lies. Um, when it comes to MJ, I don't think he, he, I think he's let that go. But when it comes to LeBron, I think he cares. I, he definitely cares about that one. I, I think he internally he kind of laughs at it because he's like, oh, well, in the back of his mind, he's like, well, guys, not only do I have five to his three, he's also spent his first year in the West, in LA, my home, and not made the playoffs. At the same age that Kobe made the playoffs. Yeah, for the last so time. I think Kobe's laughing. I, do I think he cares? I think he definitely cares yeah. about the discussion. Uh, for him to say, I don't care, I, I'm not buying it. Uh, we know Kobe's the most competitive guy out there, and there's no way that this doesn't boil his blood, especially when going head-to-head, whether it was L.A. and Cleveland or L.A. and Miami or yeah. even in the in the All-Star game, Kobe, yes. Kobe won. Kobe beat him. Like LeBron struggled against Kobe in the regular season. I think the only times he started to beat him, beat him was with Dwayne Wade, and then kind of Kobe was getting older, yeah. more yeah. you know fragile. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. It's a weird discussion. A lot of people talk about... I think LeBron's biggest thing going for him is the longevity of his reign over the league. How he's been consistently one of the best players, if not the best, since pretty much his rookie season. Yeah. Uh, hasn't really shown any signs of falling. I know he got hurt this year, but still put up like 28 a game. Yeah. So he's Huge. not slowing down. He's slowing down defensively, but I mean, he's still a great basketball player. But yeah, do I buy it? Not so much, to be very honest with you. Love Kobe, but I know you think about it, Kobe's. Yeah, he definitely um, does. I want you to uh, to face something right now. I know a no. lot of times people don't face challenges in their lives, and because this wasn't a challenge for sure. It's really hard sometimes. Like when you hit, you get hit with some challenges in life, and you're facing adversity, <laughs> and you're like, "Man, like I'm getting tested right now as a person." I need you to address our listeners, and I want you to apologize. I'm not for everything that you've ever said about James Harden. I'm not apologizing because this week he had 57, it was 61, I think. And then <laughs> he went home, and he's like, "You know what? F that Dwayne Zade guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and score more." And he's and then he scores 61. I need you to apologize. Or Listen, first, before you no. apologize, because the first thing that you got to do is come, come to, come to peace with you being a hater. So I want you to tell everybody, why do you hate James Harden? You've been arguing about this with me all week, and I actually changed. Bro, you have me and Greg agreeing. <laughs> Bro, I changed my my MVP for it. I earlier I said this I, earlier this year. I said Giannis is the MVP. You still believe that? I don't believe that. I think James Harden should be the MVP. Bro, you're wearing Bucks colors as we speak. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. So there you go. And I'm actually uh, wearing Rockets colors. Yeah, but it says We the North on your shirt. So yeah. nah, it's not Rockets colors at all. So get out of here. But um, no, man. Listen. Okay, my thing is we know James Harden's going to put up buckets. He's been he's already established himself as a scorer. Yeah. Prolific scorer. He's, if, he, if he hasn't led the league before in scoring in the past, he's definitely done. He's doing it this year. Yo, Harden Obviously, could have sat out the last 16 games of the year and still won score. Yeah, I, you know when he was a scorer, bro, his usage rate is 40%. That's probably... The, insanely hard than the next best person so you expect him to score this much also i'm gonna repeat what i said before he had to do it he had to he had nobody else on his team that could actually put the ball in the bucket during that run that 30 point run insane so listen he's he's doing he's doing great things he's making historical runs what okay now every player has done that 
Now it matters if you win or not. And like I told you, he's been winning. He's been putting up 60 points, whatever, averaging 36 and a half, whatever he's averaging, and winning, which I said is more impressive than actually putting up the 36. It's the fact that he's he's actually winning. And then that separates him from guys like AD, separates him from like Trevor Booker. who uh, Trevor, Trevor Booker! Booker. <laughs> Devin Booker. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, that's how much he wins. He doesn't win enough. Today. I couldn't even tell the difference between the two. Uh, but he separates himself from guys like Devin Booker, who just put up empty numbers and don't win. So that's my thing. I don't have a beef. I think he should be MVP because I think he's done. A, he's done. He has a way bigger impact on the Rockets than Giannis does on the Bucks. He's led them to way more wins than Giannis has. So he for sure should be MVP. But you're saying this guy's the best scorer in list in history. You're saying this guy's the best. Like what? Do you want to go two guard in history too? What do you want to do? You're, 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 he's having, he's having, no, I don't know about two guard in history, he's but he's definitely, definitely not. the best scorer. He's had two stellar seasons, two we've ever seen. Two stellar, like, no, he's two had two he's had ultra two. stellar, two. He's had many stellar seasons. When is he gonna win? Well, okay, we'll when, see. Man, when he wins, I, he, you can't criticize Golden State for being overstacked and then say when's he gonna win when every year he's disqualified by Golden Listen, State. Listen, man, all of the, yeah, they're happened, the only team that challenges the Warriors, bro. That's happened to everybody, man. They're the only teams that, man, you're out here praising LeBron. LeBron's the GOAT of this era. For he got sure. swept by the same team that Harden took to seven. And they were up 3 2 when CP3 be- got hurt. Yeah, they had a, they had a good team. Disrespectful. Man. Man. LeBron team's a bunch of duds, man. Yo, listen, I, I hope one day that you run into James Harden. I can't wait. I'll, and I'll, I'll be starstruck. Because you're actually going to be starstruck and you're going to faint because you actually love him, but you don't want to say that. <laughs> actually be the, guy, He's the guy is absolutely incredible. He's an incredible scorer, Didn't say incredible he teammate, good work ethic. Um, he's a hooper. <laughs> I'm a hooper. I'm a hooper. I love to hoop. He's a hooper. I love to hoop, man. I just, hoop. I'm a hooper, man. I'm a hooper. <laughs> I'm a hooper, man. Anyways, um, I just wanted you to address that. Little, I know you got to face your fears, but um, we do have a quote from our boy Jojo, our African brother, who uh, had a huge game earlier this week. But have, he's been on a hot streak since he came back from the injury. Yes. Philly's really, really benefited from having him back. So before we get into that. I'm just going to play this uh, interview by the kid. I love the way he speaks. Zhuzh. Joel, 37 points. Also that huge block on Kyrie at the end there. How would you describe your performance tonight? Well, I'm glad. First of all, I'm glad we got the win. Second of all, this is one of the best defensive players in the league. And third of all, I've been hearing that these guys can't guard me better than anybody else. So I just have to come out there and show that... Uh, I'm, a, I'm the most unstoppable player in the league. So there you have it, folks. Joel Embiid, the self-proclaimed most unstoppable player in the league. Two things for you. One, do you believe it? Two, if not, who is? Let's, let's have you answer that. You defended James Harden so much right now. So if you truly believe James Harden is the GOAT, you'll tell me he's the most unstoppable player in the league. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Unstoppable, to me, means something else. And why I think Joel Embiid... Can be. I don't know if he is just yet, but I know that he's got all the skill set to be the most unstoppable player in the league is because he's a 7-3 guard who can shoot threes, who can shoot mid-range. He has incredible footwork. Postal game is unreal. Incredible back-to-the-basket game. And his hands are unbelievable. So I think the only thing that really gets in Joel Embiid's way is himself. Yeah. I think he's really the only person who can slow him down like physically and Injuries. in terms of his talent, this guy is incredible. I am such a big Joel Embiid fan, and 
The fact he also similar to Siakam picked up the game of basketball at sixteen. Mm-hmm. Also similar to Siakam, they were both a part of Luke and Bamute's camp in Cameroon. Mm-hmm. So very very similar upbringing. Maybe one day Siakam will turn into Joel <laughs> and will really hit gold. But man, I think. I don't disagree with it. And I love these comments. I know a lot of people were taking offense why they, to that. Why do they do that? I don't, I don't understand. understand. The guy that you guys praise has the chosen one tattooed on his back. <laughs> and you're going to bug over yeah, Joel Embiid saying I'm unstoppable after 37 and 22. And he addressed it. He said, all these guys say this team can slow me down. Because everyone's yeah. saying Al Horford is the guy who can. Al Horford. Are you kidding me? Al Horford is like an oversized four. He's not going to stop no Joel Embiid. I'm sorry, man. If he Joel has Embiid, in the if, past, he yeah. has in the past. Yeah, he but has. I think if Joel Embiid, I think at this point in his career, even though he's still very young, I think Joel Embiid is really understanding his talent, and I think he's really understanding how to play to his strengths. I think he was trying to figure it out a little bit. Uh, he was shooting. He wasn't a bad shooter, but too much. Shooting. He even acknowledges that he's like, I can't be standing out there shooting threes. I'm too big for that. Yeah, you know? I'm like, I'm useless out there. So. I love these comments. I do think he's got the skill set to be the most unstoppable player. Obviously, James Harden is showing that he's literally unguardable. Yeah. You cannot. He So this stat came out that he scored 30-plus against every NBA yes. team yeah. ever. Huge. No, this season. This season. Yeah, yeah. yeah 29. 29. Yeah. All 29 teams. Never been done before. How is that? How do you stop that? That's messed up, man. Can't stop it. That's messed up. I, I don't mind Joel Embiid's comments. I, I think I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm with you here. It's, I, I, do I agree with it? I don't agree with it. I don't disagree with it. I yeah. think I think Joel Embiid can be the most unstoppable player in the league I, I, um, when he wants to be, and I think he showed it that 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 night. He's shown it time and time before. I think there's a lot of guys in the league in general who are unstoppable. So um, obviously he says he's the most. He's not gonna say he's the second most. He's not gonna say yeah. he's the third most. It's it's something that you say by yourself. Damian Lillard was saying he's the best player in the league too. And I'm like, stop it, Damien. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have that same. The reaction I had when Damien said it is not the reaction I had when Joel Embiid said it, so right? He, he's going to complain himself to an MVP. He's I'm so telling annoying. you, it's insane. But, Man, um, win a series. You got swept <laughs> last year. It was a 3 was, 6 he, matchup and you got swept <laughs> against the, the Pelicans. That's insane. What, like, what is he saying? Am I missing something, guys? Like, the, am I. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm not on, on Damian either. I, I, so, so, what? You score 50 in a game. You freaking got swept in the first round as a three seed, man. <laughs> Come on. Sorry, I'm heated. Damien's an annoying kind of guy, man. He always does this. When he, when he doesn't get voted for an MVP, he complains. Cla- all-star, yeah. or, all-star, MVP, all-NBA, yeah. everything, 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 everything man. man. All defensive, why not? And then he's like, oh, but then I want to stay in, our, in, in Portland to, to win a championship here. But well, listen, nobody sees you in Portland anyways, man. No one like no one cares to look at you. But Nobody wants to go play with you either. Yeah. There actually is comments about LaMarcus saying he'll come back. And- oh, LaMarcus, <laughs> man. Stop <laughs> Oh but it's God. funny though. Lamarcus, Lamarcus thinks like, I'll come back and finish where we started with, yeah. with you. Whatever. I'm like, what, bro? Focus on you. Start, man. You left on your own accord. I know, bro. <laughs> you you didn't like him, bro. You got jealous of his, of his start oh on there. Oh my God. But everybody in the league says things like that. And that would well, be cool though if LA went back. It would LA be and cool. Nurk as a four or five. Mm. Interesting. Let's see if it ever happens though. And then Cantor uh, off the bench. That's a big lineup. It's a big lineup. That's a big lineup. Wow. Hopefully we stop small ball then. But but, but I uh, think by the time LA gets comfortable again with the new team, it'll be another three years. So it should <laughs> be fine. But yeah, everybody says this kind of stuff. This is how Joel um, kind of hypes himself up, and he has. A, we all know he has a big mouth. We all know he loves to talk. I love it, and I think they're that team in general is just hitting. They're peaking at the perfect time. Right, that team, they're winning games. Joel's back from his injury. Ben Simmons is playing like a monster. They've got great role players. Jimmy Butler is closing games for them. So like, <laughs> Tobias Harris is hot. Right, so hot. they're they're peaking at the exact right moment. We're two weeks away, three weeks to get away from the playoffs. Yeah, 
It's a scary sight for it's teams like Boston, if Raptors. You, if you Milwaukee. remember last year, they finished the year on a 16-game winning streak. Yeah, you remember that? Yes, yes. Yeah, and then they won. They, I think they may have swept the first series too. They, they won like 20 straight or something crazy. But it was, uh, yeah, man. They, they seem to get it all together at the end of the year. They're really picky, man. They are so talented. Have a lot of future, a lot of yes. good potential. Um, so I, I'm excited to Can't see wait. these playoffs. It'll Can't be very, playoffs, very man. fun. Uh, so. We did skip out on a week of pick and roll. Yes. Uh, but uh, from my understanding, I'm still in the lead. So. By a little bit. I don't think you've made much separation. Uh, I missed a week to, to get ahead, but it's all yeah, right. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Now. So um, we're going to look at a couple matchups this week. So if you want to walk us through those, yes. take it away, pal. So we've got first San Antonio and Charlotte. Interesting matchup because they're both at the bottom of their conferences fighting for playoff positions. So. Yeah. And San Antonio's been dropping some games lately. Yes. And um, you'll see the 5-8 to eight seed in the West is literally a game a game away from each other. So it's going to be yep. interesting. Orlando-Miami, another um, bottom of the oh, playoff Those guys picture. are fighting for 8. Yeah, exactly. So that's a huge game. Houston-Milwaukee, both two elite teams. Um, we've got Brooklyn and Philly, both mid Eastern Conference teams, which, which and they're a really good matchup in general. And then we've got Denver and OKC. OKC has been kind of flopping around the the playoff picture as well. Yeah. But for the first game, San Antonio and Charlotte, honestly, you're just gonna go with the better team, better head coach, and also San Antonio is eighth in the in the West as we speak. So I know they're they're not gonna risk Pops's 21 year in a row making the playoffs in that in, in that streak. So I'm gonna go San Antonio up by seven. Um, like I said, the 5-18 to 18 in the West, the Thunder, Clippers, Jazz, San Antonio are all separated by one game. Yeah. So every game counts. Every game actually matters. So I got San Antonio up by 7 on Charlotte. Cool. Uh, I'm looking at Charlotte. So Charlotte is 10th right now. They're two games behind the ninth, nine spot, two and a half behind eight. I'm not... Uh, you're not feeling it. I'm not in love with Charlotte. I, They're I think... not going to make it. Not that they're not going to make it. I just think that the Spurs at this point in the season have a lot more on the line. Yes. And they're a lot more seasoned. And they come from a very different franchise. Yeah. Very different coaching staff. So, for that one, I'm going to go San Antonio by five. Yeah. Also, yeah. So, uh, the second one, I believe, is Orlando at Miami. Uh, right now, Miami's a half game ahead in the eight seed. They're playing in Miami. So, I'm going to go with the Heat plus seven on this one. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't. Man, Orlando, like, I know that they're fighting, but I they're can't not. take them I, seriously. I, I, <laughs> like, I can't take them seriously. They've been up for too Orlando long. Magic, like, they, yeah, they've just been a joke. Uh, I also had, actually, Miami, I had Miami by five. And interestingly enough, Orlando was on a back-to-back on, that's the second night, or second half of a back-to-back. First game is against Philly. Wow. So, Monday, Tuesday, Philly, Miami. So, I'm going to go Miami plus five, Orlando. I don't, that's a, that's a trap game for Orlando. There's yeah. no way. Uh, third game, Houston Milwaukee. What do you got? Oh, this one's hard. Milwaukee's um, at home too. Milwaukee's at home. I didn't. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of worried that Giannis will not play due to load management because he's the kind of guy who doesn't who might sit out the odd game or two. He had a weird moment yesterday. Yes. In the game when he fell. Yes. He his ankle. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bet on James Harden, the player who I love so dearly. Uh, so I've got Houston uh, winning that game by three. Yeah. Uh, I got Houston by six. Also, I know that they're on the road, but Houston's they're just they're, they're nasty, clicking. Man. They're playing very very good basketball right now. And like you said, I think Giannis might be sitting out, or mm-hmm. if not, I just think Houston's a better team than Milwaukee yeah. in general. So I'm gonna go Houston by six. I think we got Brooklyn Philly next. Your squad? Yes, my team. Philly's at home. Are you gonna pick them? Honestly, I was thinking about risking it all. And I'll risk it all. I'll pick Brooklyn. I'll pick Brooklyn winning by three. This is more of an emotional pick. I, don't, I think Philadelphia has 
a way better chance of winning the game. But if they can pull off the upset, I think Brooklyn's been clicking. I think DeAndre's been playing well. I think they're hyped during the playoffs. I don't think they're going to try to rest their guys because those guys want to play and they're still young. So I'm going to go Brooklyn by th- Brooklyn by three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not risking anything. I'm going <laughs> to extend my lead here. So I'm going to go Philly by seven. Uh, Philly's playing at home. I know yeah, Brooklyn is a cute little team, but Dolan B is the most unstoppable player in the league. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go Philly by seven. And last but not least, Denver OKC. OKC's at home. I'm going to go Denver by five here. Wow. I know that they're playing on the road. Yes. I, I love Denver. They play some good, good basketball. If you, if you actually watch them play, they play good. They yeah. move the ball around, yes. they play very good defense. Jokic. Uh, Murray's doing very, very well. Shout out Kitchener, Ontario. Uh, and I like, uh, is it Gary Forbes? Or Gary... Gary Harris, buddy. Gary, Gary Harris. Forbes, my guy. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Gary Harris. Gary That's Harris. what I meant. Gary Harris. And then Isaiah Thomas is a great little cheerleader for them. Yeah. Too. So <laughs> I really like Denver. I think what Mike Mullins is doing down there is really good. I can't wait till the segment we talk about Coach of the Year because I have like six guys. I know. That's, 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 one, that's, that's a whole show on Coach But I got Denver by Cinco. I'm going to go OKC by eight. Um, reason why, they're fifth in the West right now, obviously separated by one game. They lose two games in a row. They're out of the playoff picture or at, they're at the bottom of the West, and I don't think they want to be there. So I think they're going to be fighting really hard. I know Russ is like he's just going to be coming out like a monster. I know PG got fouled out the first game against the Raptors. Very unfortunate. Then came back the Friday uh, against, against us and beat us. I think he's going to be balling. So I'm going to go OKC by eight. Perfect. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Take us over to the hole of fade. And speaking of the kid. Speaking of the most un- unguardable or unstoppable player unstoppable in the league. Unstoppable player in the league. Our African brother, Jojo Embiid. Two eyes, baby, not two E's. <laughs> our boy Joel Embiid had a huge game this week. Very exciting time because I think that... Uh, either they got lucky or they're starting to figure out Boston. I know that Boston's been Huge a team game. that has their has, a has number. their number. I think they won six straight against them. Dude, yeah. Um, but finally, Philly broke that streak, got that win. And in light of him being the most unstoppable, he did have a whopping 37 points wow. and 22, Ooh, 22 rebounds for the big wow. man. He's not even a rebounder, bro. Congratulations to our boy, our African brother, you know, representing... For the whole continent. <laughs> we'll I know take a lot it. of people uh, tell me I don't really look African, but uh, you can't really lie because geography is geography. So I'm African. <laughs> uh, but we're happy for the kid. He played a very good game, very yes. good um, season so far. Really wishing him all the best. Uh, it's just funny to see how far they've come from being a seven-win embarrassment. Yeah, trust and, the process, uh, Sam, baby. Sam Hinkie. Process is here. Yeah, so congratulations to our boy, uh, Joel Embiid. Hopefully he listens or even sees when we tag him in this uh, yeah give us a shout out buddy so come on yeah. so that wraps up episode number 13 ladies and gentlemen steve thank nash you for tuning episode. in steve nash who else is a, is a good james harden 13 because uh, i would know because uh, i love him so much uh that's right yeah that's what i thought i love james harden man. i was trying to go with a clever one but i can't really think of a clever 13 i feel like you have to be a little bit elite to wear that number paul george yeah uh um, is blanking. he He's is he not PG-13. number four now <laughs> what Paul George? Didn't he switch up? Was he not PG4 for a bit? Or no, he started us He's PG24. 24. Yes. Damn. I know your history, buddy. Yeah. Well, anyways. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you name, you name it. it. We're on it. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Guys, we appreciate the messages and the love. We are back, so don't fret. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back again 
very soon. Enjoy March Madness. Ease. Oh yeah, March Madness. March Madness. Yeah, how's that going? Who you got so far? I made a firm bracket, and I'm like 38th. Like I'm, I'm terrible. Yeah. I, I suck at this stuff. It's, a, yeah. it's impossible. But I, I, I have Duke winning it all though. Yeah, I have Duke going all the way. I, I hate, I hate to be pick. that person that chooses the one seed, but like they're so good. You gotta, you yeah. gotta go with Duke. Yo, dude, you know what I hate? I hate when people say bye and then stick around, so bye. <laughs> All right, peace. <laughs>